vegetable garden? <laughs> How can you see your father in a vegetable garden? Hey, I can see myself in a vegetable garden. Out in the open air, working with the land, and growing stuff and eating it. Yep, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to grow myself the bestest vegetable garden in the world. I'm going to grow me beans and tomatoes, potatoes, <laughs> ham, <laughs> I'm going to fish, fish them little shrimps that I like. Bread, homegrown bread, and butter, and pizza with extra cheese. <laughs> Today's Wednesday. Let's rock. Can I get a open? No Man Presents, live from the Nudie Bar, the Married with Children Podcast. And here are your hosts, Dan, Jamie, and Al. It's Wabbit season. It's Wednesday, but I'm wearing my Saturday underwear. My name is Al. I'm Jamie, and to be forewarned is to have four arms. <laughs> and I'm Dan. After midnight, we're going to sell a lot of shoes. Oh, man, 16 hours. Don't look up, Dan. Don't look up. <laughs> we're reviewing Wabbit Season. This is Married with Children Season 5, Episode 8, original air date, November 11th, 1990. A stressed-out Al takes up gardening for relaxation, but ends up battling a pesky rabbit. Director Jerry Cohen, writers Michael Moy and Ron Levitt, believe it or not, the show creators wrote this one. Wow. This was taped on November 2nd, 1990, so they got it out in a hurry. The title of this episode is a reference to the cartoon hunter Elmer Fudd and his pronunciation of rabbit season. Above all, in the 1952 classic, Rabbit Seasoning. So basically, this whole episode is like one big cartoon. Um, It's an homage to cartoons in a way. Uh, Specifically, Warner Brothers, you know, Bugs Bunny, like I said, Elmer Fudd, all that type of stuff. There's so many references from beginning to end, the title. You guys, you know, obviously watched all the earlier episodes, but you were actually here to watch the tonal shift of this, you know, like think about everything we've reviewed. Think about the last two episodes. Right. How do you guys feel about this? Ah, screw it. Let's just have a great time, have lots of laughs, and reality really doesn't have to be all that prevalent in a show that we kind of started with super reality. I mean... It's quite, you know, it's questionable sometimes, but just things like 16 years and what do you get where Alan Pegg have this thing over him not getting her an anniversary present and how serious Al was talking about how the credit card, like, like all these tight, like this, the tone is just so different. Yeah. It's so serious in real life. Not serious, still funny, but in so grounded. One of the best things, I don't know if it started just this season or if it was a little bit of last season, but uh, we've mentioned this like three or four times already where um, it basically is very cartoonish um, in certain ways, you know, so so they've kind of planted the seeds, so to speak. Get it? 
pun. Um, yeah, wow. So um, was it uh, pizza with extra cheese? Seed? <laughs> exactly. It was a cabbage head. Um, hmm. So they've been they've been kind of like uh, you know emulating a cartoon in a sense. Like when like like we said, it's kind of completely different now. Where the Bundys, like it could be a cartoon in a lot of ways, you know, and, and I think we said that on, on the Simpsons episode as well, uh, that when the guy from the Simpsons was on. So I think that, yeah, like now to have this episode to kind of solidify it and say, whatever, like, we're just going all in. Like, well, this and the last, the only reason the last one is questionable is because that could have been an Al's head. Very true. That that's why that's half grounded. Even so, even so, though, just the show overall. Do you know what I mean? Like, just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just in terms of like how you see it, it, it just it's very cartoonish, and there's a lot of the times it's just a lot of jokes back and forth where there's nothing really at stake, which you know. So that's kind of what like The Simpsons, you know. So, anyways, yeah, I and and I this was this is all I thought of this whole episode was I was like, how do I feel about this cartoonish aspect or whatever, and. We're in season five, and I think I think it works. And you see a lot of sitcoms do this too, where they will go off the rails. But like this kind of off the rails, I like. It just fits the show. Right. It really does. I wonder if this was sort of a natural reaction, not even necessarily a like a thought out thing, but just sort of a natural progression because Roseanne came along and – the popularity of that show and it being set very realistically. I wonder if this one just sort of ended up veering off in response to that. Ooh, that makes not necessarily sense. as a plan, but just, you know, and just automatically or just, you know, naturally veered off. But I like it. I think it's fun. It is very cartoonish in that, Particularly when we get to the end of the episode and we see what happens at the very end of the episode. (laughs) It's just just like in a cartoon where something major can happen, but in the very next scene, it doesn't matter anymore. And that's a big thing, though, for this, for for a show that has somewhat, in a lot of aspects, not all of them, like we said, but in a lot of ways, they've kept up with the continuity. And there are callbacks and stuff like that. But yeah. in an episode like this where, like you just said, Jamie, the house blows up, there's no way the Bundys are recovering from that. Not not while Al's at his job with, you know. <laughs> not yeah, more. they would have the money to recover. Yeah, Right. Exactly. <laughs> so you kind of have to just wipe it and move on. Just right. like in a cartoon when someone right. blows up, at, you know. And or like blows a hole in themselves and they're like they're or gets shot and they're drinking water and water's spewing out the holes or whatever, (laughs) you know, the very next next episode. Fine. That's fine. (laughs) So I also think that episodes like this, if JP and Jerry were still on the show, would probably make their heads explode. Oh, (laughs) yeah, like literally (laughs) just like the show. (laughs) Jerry said that he has come to to terms with it. Um like he he didn't like the unrealistic thing of Peg holding the sock and everybody at the restaurant who wanted the Bundys to pay for their meal like it stopped them all and then she laid it in front of the door and escaped without paying and nobody would go near the door and they got away with it he didn't like that which i thought honestly when listening to that review when you guys did it i thought that was the most ridiculous thing because to me that is hilarious that is right? i mean obviously it's exaggerated 
But right. that's the point. I mean, right. it's an exaggeration of, yeah, his socks are that bad. <laughs> yeah. Right. And and I don't necessarily need to see reality right. when I'm watching a TV sitcom. Like, if the comedy, it, you have to weigh it out. Like, right. Was would you rather enjoy a good laugh or would you rather make sure no, that yeah, it has to be real? That has to be real. That has to be real. Like, yeah. what's more important here? Does it really? It, the the a TV sitcom never claims that it's it's capturing really true life events here. You know what I mean? It, it never says that. Well, they yeah. always have that one episode where they get really serious, where like AIDS AIDS is introduced or something. But like <laughs> for the most a part, very yeah, you're special right. episode. Right. Right. Yeah, but I think that balance is a big thing too because Married with Children does both, and it's all about what you want out of this show and what your personal taste is. But if you're watching the show and kind of evolving with it, I think an episode right. like this that goes this far left, so to speak, it's like it's okay if if it's not just that from now on, and it get, you know what I mean. And I think that's actually. No, yeah, it gets it gets wild, and you know, but it's it's like it's great that we because I've I've said this many times. I never really watched this show by season. I never thought of it that way. It never meant anything to me. I just watched whatever episode I felt like watching throughout these last uh, twenty five years or so. So the fact that we're we started from the beginning and we're working our way through, I can actually now progress, like Dan said, with the show and grow with it and. You know, we they keep teasing this type of where we're going with this, and then they bring it back, then they tease it again, they bring it back. And now for like the last two episodes, they kind of went all out and just said, let's just have a really funny show about just nonsense, because I think these characters could pull it off. They're all really talented actors and everything. Let's just do this. I think it would be hilarious. And they make an episode like this, and it is as outlandish as this is, I never felt that it was it was too far or that it was out of the realm of what this world is encapsulated right by. yeah and, i mean no it seems perfectly natural in this world and and you know what i think has a big um to do with that alex is they didn't really mess with the dialogue in terms of going cartoonish. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like it stayed very grounded in that sense. So then they could go off and do whatever. And it was still brought back to reality um, just by those zingers thrown back and forth by each other. Like it's just it, it's 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 almost like same old, same old in a sense, but not at all. <laughs> Have you guys been paying attention at all to Peg's hair? Um, uh, as if, no. if, if you go back to early seasons, ob- it's obvious it's, it's a darker color, a more natural color. It's smaller. Her hair is, you know, a little more compact. And then as it goes on, I, it, it just gets obviously to the point where we are now, where it's like a really bright red almost, and not as bright as the wig that he put on the scarecrow, <laughs> but, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it is awesome. brighter and much bigger. And, you know, and everyone knows that, except I've been watching it. For some reason, I'm drawn to it. Every time she's on screen, I'm just drawn to her hair. And I'm thinking her hair is getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> like, it really More is cartoonish? Con- it's, yes, it's continuing to get bigger. And then, like, I'm looking at the things that she's wearing. I just feel like overall she's becoming a, um, an exaggerated version of herself. And it just, it continues and continues 
just to get a little bit worse every time. Not worse as in like it's a bad way, but I mean, it, yeah, just, gets, more, it just gets more and more every time. And I, I, that is cracking me up. Well, I know season five is the first year she started wearing a wig. I don't know if we really kind of brought that up, but. And I feel like that the same way, Jamie, uh, except about um, Bud's clothes. Like, oh, did you see his shirt in the last that's scene? That's what I'm saying. Like, every episode, <clears throat> I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, yep, this is it. I was like, this is the epitome. It can't get any worse than this. <laughs> and, yeah, and It was yeah. like a weird 70s flowery-looking shirt. It was really weird. I, I just can't get over it. <laughs> well, let's get into it then. Let's talk about Bud. Bud is bodybuilding and posing in the mirror because, let's face it, chicks are the main focus of his life and it's gonna be more so as it goes on he's flexing like he's constipated actually <laughs> that was like the best line the the he was doing a pose called the most muscular when he was doing that he was like leaned forward a little t- too much and i suppose yeah he's obviously not doing it perfect and then kelly <laughs> bud i warned you about eating all that cheese <laughs> where are the old people oh uh well, Dad's down at uh, the store. Even though he was talking to Kelly, he also wanted to impress her. So he flexed to say Dad's like somewhere else with his muscles. <laughs> yeah, he was really feeling himself. Yeah, it's like, Bud, why are you trying to impress your sister? <laughs> uh. They're having that uh, midnight sale. You know, you probably heard it on the radio. They keep playing that old song, After Midnight, We're Gonna Sell a Lot of Shoes. (sighs) Work's a bummer. I'm glad I'm a pretty girl, so I'll never have to. (laughs) Oh, that reminds me. Where's Mom? Oh, she went to pick him up. We got a call. Something about him flipping out. (laughs) After Midnight, We're Gonna Sell a Lot of Shoes. Daddy? Hello, miss. You want to buy a lot of shoes? Uh, I have shoes, Daddy. Uh, he doesn't recognize you, honey. Shoes? Come on, sweetheart. Sit down over here. Uh, we're home now, sweetie. You remember? Two kids, a dog, a room upstairs where you disappoint your wife. Well, there's only one way to snap him out of this. And Peg snaps him out of it by making out with him. <laughs> and that was so traumatizing, he went back to normal. Now, 16-hour days, um, Alex does that, like, literally, what, four times a week? Oh, nah, no, not that bad. But <laughs> I've, I've had stints where the most I did before um, the last few years was 16 hours a day, 16 days in a row. This year in March, um, I worked 16 hours, 24 five days that month oh my god yeah that was when uh, we had that huge storm the snowstorms that kept knocking everything out now do you feel like you do get delirious after a certain point yeah you, you kind of just feel like you're you're light you're in this world and it, it autopilot it, yeah 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 so but i like how al gets like that after one day one 16 hour day i can do that standing <laughs> on my head I mean, I think honestly, this whole this family is just an albatross hanging around his neck, and they don't. <laughs> right. He he's so beaten down mm-hmm. that he just doesn't have the energy to do anything else. 
We're all beaten down. They'll suck it. I mean, there are everyone knows those people who will suck the life right out of you. That's them. Alex just comes in. We're all beaten down. <laughs> We're all beaten down, man. Listen. Why do you think we why do you think we relate to this? It's interesting to me how little they utilize the shoe store, which they a set they do have. They just don't seem to go to it very often. I think that's interesting. It's like we don't want to like just play this out in the sense that we're going to keep showing it just because we have it. It oddly enough, as the show keeps going, we're going to see a lot more of the shoe store. But at this point, in the first five seasons, they use it sparingly. They don't really show him like they could always sh- write a skit for a fat woman coming into the shoe store today and just have an interaction. Right. You know, or something like that, or have something go on at the shoe store, like even if it's like a two-minute thing. But they don't ever force it. If it's not organic, they don't force things like that. So that's pretty... I never really thought about that, but I guess that's a good call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they... Uh, one lady has an underwear that says Saturday on it, and it's Wednesday. <laughs> I love how it's Wednesday on this show, because that's, that's what it is right now. Um, also, um, in terms of like the dates and all that, um, so did anybody really notice that? Uh, so, if the alien episode kind of took place around Halloween time, right? You guys see where I'm going with this? Oh, this is taking place. Well, they said six weeks. Six oh, weeks. Yeah. So How... we should be in December. Like, yeah, what's going on there? But like, also, I was thinking about this though. Even though. Now, I'm trying to think back to last episode. Did they make a Halloween reference for the episode itself, or was no. it more just a... That's what we put together, since we have too much time on our hands. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> but it, I think they deliberately made a spooky episode for Halloween. Sure, I, they didn't. it wasn't so heavy-handed, and they didn't really cram it down our throat that it was Halloween. But yeah, I think that they meant to do that but yeah it's very odd that they're releasing a november show six weeks later it takes place and it looks like it's the middle of summer i mean i don't want to put words in anyone's mouth like the writers but i mean that is when you start growing food in gardens you can't start growing that stuff in the i don't yeah (laughs) so honey tell us what the doctor said well he found two interesting things. Well, that's two more than I've ever found. I wonder where he was looking. <laughs> I'm just kidding, honey. We really do care. So what did the doctor say? Well, he said from your home cooking, my stomach is the size of a quarter, and that I suffer from stress. Stress? How could you get stress? You don't do anything but get up and go to work. Well, maybe he got it from a toilet seat. <laughs> Would have shown up long before this, honey. Stress. Al, that is ridiculous. I mean, how in the world would someone like you get stress? Well, the doctor thinks it might be the wife. <laughs> Very nice. So now it's my fault that you have a go-nowhere job and absolutely no ambition at all. Why, you know, if it wasn't for me telling you day after day to get up, get to work, and do something for God's sake, you wouldn't be bringing home the chump change that you already are. Stress. And the best shot of the episode is when Peg is 
like going off on Al, like basically nagging him over the prospect <laughs> that she's the cause of his stress. And then they just put the camera on Al at this like weird angle where you could just see his head and everything. And he, it's like you could see an ulcer growing in his stomach right now. Well, yeah. She kills me too, the way she's all, you know, stress, stress, you know, what do you have to be stressful about, you know? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> just. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. As it goes on, I'm getting more and more angry with her. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, though, because Peg was so unlikable in season three. And they really, like, pulled that whole aspect back uh, during four. Um, and then by five, she is so much more likable while being who she is. So it's funny that. She still has her moments that could anger, anger people because she literally was doing things that made it so you could almost not even like her. Right. And, and and obviously the last big one was the one I keep, you know, referring to with stealing Al's money for that car he was going to buy. Digging up his $5,000 or yeah. whatever. So that was the last one that where you could almost not even like her. And, and they really decided to scale back on that. And that was a good decision. Yeah. Oh, Peg, it was horrible. <laughs> Sixteen straight hours of shoe-selling mayhem. Last thing I remember, I was down on one knee, waiting on an overflowing glacier of a woman. <laughs> First thing you te- they teach you when you're a rookie shoe salesman is when you got a fat one in the chair, never look up. <laughs> I looked up, Peg. I saw underwear. It said Saturday. <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> I'm thinking more about the uh, whole Roseanne thing that you said, Jamie. And, you know, normally um, with a show's success, you'll see shows, you know, kind of harken back to that and, and go back, you know, in line with stuff like that again. But I do feel like, yeah, you're probably right, Jamie. Like, not only was this a conscious effort to, like, veer off and go cartoonish, but... Um, but yeah, like stay away from stuff like you just said, Alex, with with Peggy and and all that shadiness. She could still be herself, but she could be way more likable, and they really found that balance. Right. So, what the doctors say you should do, you big sissy? <laughs> well, he said I should maybe find myself a relaxing hobby. You know, start a vegetable garden. <laughs> a vegetable garden. You started one of those when you had Kelly. Hey. I thought we were supposed to be making fun of Dad here. You were right, honey. The vegetable garden. (laughs) Can you see your father in a vegetable garden? Hey, I can see myself in a vegetable garden. Out in the open air, working with the land, growing stuff and eating it. Yep, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to grow myself the bestest vegetable garden in the world. I was wondering why on earth would Al start a vegetable garden? The Bundys don't eat vegetables. That's been said many times, and I've echoed that many times in my own life. Because I was not a big vegetable eater. Thank God I came around when I got older. But man, you couldn't get me to eat a single vegetable until I was like 20. Really? Oh yeah. What was what was your what was your uh, food consumption like when you were like ten? Oh, it was just meat and potatoes, pizza, 
just regular plain stuff, burgers, pizza, french fries, which I guess a potato is a vegetable. So, you know, I I obviously had those types of, of um, vegetables, but I wouldn't consider like a potato to be a true, you know, anything green or orange or yellow I didn't eat, you know? Right. Um, so I thought that was bizarre because nobody eats vegetables. Pe- I, I, even Kelly is like, She's well. She's going to say she went flying like a vegetable out of dad's mouth uh, in this cool uh, TV world episode that we're going to get to, uh, and things like that. So I thought it was very odd that they would even do this. Now here's the vegetables Al Al thinks he can. This almost made it make sense because Al seems to not know what a vegetable is. Uh, so that kind of made me feel better about the inconsistency of why is he even doing this. I'm gonna grow me beans and tomatoes, potatoes, <laughs> ham. Yeah. I'm gonna fish, fish them little shrimps that I like. Bread, homegrown bread, and butter, and pizza with extra cheese. <laughs> like, what is wrong with? Are we supposed to think Al's an idiot or something, or is he just that naive to he doesn't really know what a vegetable is he just thinks of food right exactly (laughs) and i like how they're consistent with the pizza with extra cheese on it so do you guys ever try to grow any kind of food like this in your life oh oh, absolutely yeah you've grown gardens Mm -hmm. yes and it's also um i used to do that for work too is um it's kind of you know, keep up properties and, and tend to those type type of things. And it's, um, it's really cool. It's really interesting stuff. When I was growing up, my dad always had a garden, like a big garden, and I would help him in the garden. So I have a lot of experience with it. And I keep for the past, I don't know, 20 years or so, I've been saying, I need to, I need to start a garden. I need to start a garden, you know, but Every year I don't do it. <laughs> and I really sh- yeah. I really really should. Like I why not? Why why not grow my own food at least to the extent that I can? I mean I uh, um I could grow my own vegetables. Why don't I do it? I I don't know. Except that it gets so hot outside. <laughs> You're so funny. And I can't well, I Maybe can't we can set you up with an air conditioner out there. You know I can't be in the sun. Um <laughs> I mean I can't, like I I'm allergic. I can't Oh, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to laugh. So I would have to find a way to end up having to wear like a beekeeper's uniform or something to be out <laughs> in it. I just, I don't know. Promise me this. If you ever do this, that you have a peg scarecrow there. <laughs> you know what? I will. I will. <laughs> and I'm probably going to do it next summer just so I can do that. I know. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? You know, I have a scarecrow in my yard right now, but well, because I decorate yeah, Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. He um We should put a peg face on it. That's a good idea. Right now he's wearing my Jason ski mask. My um not the hockey mask, but there's a Brian gave me a ski mask a few years ago that has a Jason face on it. And um I put that on him because <laughs> he's wearing a flannel shirt and we didn't have any uh, the, and, I made a, and I made a head, like a sack head. and But we didn't have any, like any hat to put on him, like a scarecrow-looking hat, you know, because they always wear like those felt hats or whatever. We didn't have anything like that. The only thing we had was a stocking cap. 
and he looked like a gang member. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's that's not – I mean I – like, They kept calling the police, so you just took it off. I was, <laughs> I was afraid like either my neighbors would keep thinking someone was in my yard because from a distance it looked really realistic. I was thinking they're going to think someone's in my yard and they're going to call the cops or something, you know, or – I don't know. I, so I was like, well, let me put this Jason thing on. Maybe that'll help. Well, now he just looks like he's from Dead Presidents. <laughs> wow. Well, it's funny you say this because now Al looks like Jason from Friday 13th Part 2. Yes, he does. Yeah. He just needs a sack head. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I had thought that too, yeah. Because um, I always thought that during Part 2, I was like, he looks a little Elmer Fuddy. So that makes sense. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah, that Al's chewing tobacco now. Like, God, he got really into this. Like, your whole life changes just because you're planting seeds? Kids, <laughs> soon all this will be yearned. <laughs> well, golly. Hey, where'd you learn to farm and speak like a hick, Daddy? Well, kids, all you really need for farming is the right tools, a farming state of mind, and your very own copy of Farmer Iggy's Almanac. <laughs> Let's see what the Igster has to say this morning. Plant in the morning, vegetables are bornin'. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Mom. Keen choice o' dads. Look, Peg. The corn is as high as an elephant's eye. Oh, honey, I couldn't be prouder of you if you thought you were Napoleon. <laughs> Come on, look at my beans, pig. Been a long time since you've seen a bean that size, eh, babe? Yeah, you sure know how to grow them, honey. <laughs> Soon we will have a bountiful harvest, and you'll be cooking a cannon and a servant. And I'll be eating a belching and a purging. <laughs> yep, it's been a long time since we've been this happy. Hey, babe? What a cheek of red man. You're still not well, are you? <laughs> not by a long shot. <laughs> but I'm happy. And get thee in the house, woman. As Farmer Iggy says, wife standing near, soon comes a tear. <laughs> well, I thought she'd never leave. Now it's just you and me, hey guys. Whoa, McBundy had a farm. B U N D Y. And on this farm there was no wife. B U N D Y. With no wife here and no kids there. A hooker coming over on Friday night. <laughs> Big luscious hooters and pizza and a beer there. <laughs> oh, McBundy had a farm. B U N D Y. Yeah. So, what do you guys think of the old McBundy song? <laughs> Loved it. Luscious hooters there. <laughs> Isn't that like a children's song? Yeah. 
Oh, McDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O, and on that farm he had a cow, E-I-E-I-O, with a moo-moo here and a moo-moo there, here a moo, there a moo, everywhere a moo-moo, oh, McDonald had, oh, Jesus, people are going to believe me that, aren't they? Wow, you actually know it. That's amazing. Everyone knows old McDonald. I, hey, listen, I did know, but I just pretended I didn't, so Jamie would sing it, and she okay. won't dance <laughs> And we got her. Now we got it on tape. Uh, so, uh, we're going to so, hear from Watson. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he just brought up Nessie Cam. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. yeah, we were laughing at that. Yeah, Watson called you out on Nessie Cam. <laughs> we should just we should start making pictures of, of Jamie standing there staring at a screen. <laughs> and you see the Loch Ness, you know, like the, the curves that keep popping out of the wall. Somebody make that meme. <laughs> so um, I always thought... When I heard that song, I always thought of, like, because I was a kid when I heard it, I thought of McDonald's like that. Like, when they sang that, I kept picturing that clown every time I heard it. Lord, you want me to sing the McDonald's song, too? There's, do you guys remember that? I'm not going to, but do you guys remember that uh, menu song? Oh, God. I used to, it was like a fast one, right? I have the little record. It was. Uh, I used to be able to do that. Sometime in the 80s, you got, they released it on a square. It was the coolest thing. It was a square record. Right, I had that. Yeah, I still have mine. A square record? What yeah, well, mean? I mean, the actual, it still spins, and it's the, the, the actual recorded on part is round, but the whole thing is a square. And um, I'll see if I can find it. I'll take a picture of it, but I still have it. You got to play it. I want to hear it again, because I used to memorize it, and I, I want to see if I could do it again. It was like super fast, like the whole menu and yeah. stuff, and somehow I did it as a kid. Yeah, I used to, I used to love that. Big Mac McDLT, a quarter pounder with some cheese filet, a fish, a hamburger, a cheeseburger, a happy meal, McNuggets, tasty golden fresh rose, regular or larger size of salad, chef or garden, or a chicken salad, oriental, big meat breakfast, egg and muffin, hot hot cakes and sausage, maybe biscuits, bacon, egg and cheese or sausage, Danish hash browns, two and four dessert, hot apple pies and Sundays, three varieties of sausage, both three kinds of shakes and chocolate, Egypt cookies and a drink, a Coca-Cola diet, Coke and orange, drink a Sprite and coffee, decaf, two a low fat milk, also an orange juice, I love McDonald's, good time, great taste, and I get this all at one place. Got it? I wonder if that'd be worth something now. Oh yeah. I'll give you like five bucks for it right now. (laughs) (laughs) I never felt so relaxed. (laughs) (laughs) Rabbit, give me back my carrots. Ow! (laughs) Bite me, will ya? Now listen to this, buddy. No one bites Al Bundy and lives. As soon as Al says he feels relaxed with this whole gardening thing, this rabbit comes and pulls down like three of his carrots and then pops out of that hole there. I'm baffled by how much time Al just hangs out in front of this like 20 by 5 patch, or not even 20, like 10 by 5 foot patch of garden. He just sits there like using the hoe, doing the song as if like this is a whole thing. It's like nothing's there. It doesn't take much time. And he's, he spends all that time just staring at it, hanging out there. But he never noticed this gigantic hole in which this rabbit goes in and out of. Because that hole isn't for anything else. Wouldn't he have wondered why that's there? Yeah, he's not exactly an expert gardener. But he he, he knew enough to uh, plant everything in rows. Like, it seemed like he was competent enough, like, from the jump. But, yeah, maybe uh, maybe he wasn't as perceptive as we thought. Yeah, like, how do you not know? It's not even about gardening, really. Like, how do you not wonder why there's a huge hole just in my garden? Right. (laughs) You know? (laughs) So, 
there's a rabbit. That's what the whole episode's about, rabbit season. So Al tries first to take a hose and flood him out. Yeah, you'll be a real hero, Dad. We can hear him singing now. Killed him a bunny when he was 43. No rabbit's foot for you, young lady. Dad, you've had the hose on for four hours now, and the ground isn't even wet. Where's all that water going? How the hell should I know where it's going? I don't even know where it's coming from when it comes out of the hose. I just, I just wish I could go with it. I hear some squishing sounds. What did you do? Marcy, what happened to you? What happened to me? I finally got a date. A successful man, a handsome man. Sure, he was married, but he was going to leave her. He told me so. He told me his wife didn't understand him. Like, what's so hard to understand about a 40-year-old man who likes to be spanked for his sins? Anyway, we get back to my house. I open the door and step into my living room pond. It seems that some idiot stuck a hose in the ground and left the water on all day. So I was wondering, have you seen an idiot with a hose anywhere? What did you guys think when Marcy comes over and her skirt was soaked halfway up? Four hours of water filled up her living room in her house. (laughs) Now, did you find anything strange about how well she took this? Yes. Yeah. I also find it strange that that would even happen. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's one of those things where this is truly just a cartoon, really. Right. Right. Did anyone else think that the grass looked – I mean, I was – okay, this is, is – it's kind of bizarre, but – and it's going to seem odd that I spent so much time with this whole thing. But the whole time I was watching the episode, I kept – I was staring at the grass. And anytime anyone would – because they kept showing people walking on the grass, particularly Marcy. Like every time she'd come over, you'd see her feet. And right. um, I'm like, the grass looks real. Like it, it didn't look yeah. like a set. It looked – real so then i'm looking at the side of the house and i'm looking behind them at the and i'm like is this a is this a place like is this i i was so confused because or did they actually have a set that they took real dirt and real like sod and put on this set it's indoor set yeah Yeah, whereas a lot of times with tv shows it would be like astroturf or something or everyone remembers like the brady bunch backyard that was not at all grass right I thought of that as well, Jamie, and I, I do think that they probably just threw some sod down because of the garden episode, and it was so um, – it was it was the whole episode was surrounding that garden, so right. everybody knew that everybody would be looking at that. So, yeah, and to sod that area, like, it's only like a couple pallets. It's not even that, that much – big of a space like that what their backyard would be so yeah i I thought of that as well though i was like oh wow this this is a um this is a really good set (laughs) like a really good looking set well coming from you uh, right (laughs) it was a professional landscaper that is uh that confirms it i guess because and the whole time it it looks like sod you know because you'd have you can see the the delineation of the different squares right um and so it looked like sod to me yeah and, and they, i i thought it was impressive though they, they would have never gotten away with doing like a real looking garden and then putting astroturf around it right yeah but, no, you know it's true yeah but i thought i thought you know i, I applauded them for the effort though right 
Yep, absolutely. And you can see that, you know how when you walk on wet ground, particularly sod, mm -hmm. and you kind of sink into it? Um, when Marcy was coming over, like you could see her like yep. squishing yep. into the... <laughs> right, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> now, did you guys get um, Caddyshack vibes from this too? Oh, yeah. Ah, I forgot to. Oh, you forgot to? Is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> you forgot to have the vibes? I planned to get those vibes and I forgot all about it. Ah, oh, how could I not even think Damn of that? you vibes. I'll get you next time. That's um, the way you want it. That's the way you need it. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> all right. It's all right. Sorry. Um, yeah, and, and also, too, when, when the bunny comes out, uh, the wabbit, rather, is there a difference between no? It's a bunny rabbit. Yeah, uh, uh, bunny rabbit. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to what a um. I think a bunny is maybe a baby rabbit. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no. But when he popped his head out, it did look like a gopher, didn't it? I didn't thought it? that's what it was gonna be, and then right. like we saw it was a little bunny, and and I'm honestly, and that was stupid of me because I knew the title of the, the episode. title. Right. So, yeah. but, and, and actually, I, I thought about that at the same time when it popped out. I thought it was going to be a gopher, and then I was like, "What?" And then I was like, "Well, dumbass, it's good. It's called rabbit season. It's gonna, it's a rabbit." And it was the cutest little bunny. Oh, oh I know. goodness, that bunny was so cute. Yep. What was cuter, the uh, the rabbit popping out of the hole, or that if Marcy jumped into the hole, her, her head would stick out like cabbage? <laughs> Hey, Marcy, you've given me a good idea. Bring your head over here by the hole. He'll think it's a cabbage, and then we'll have it. Look, Al, we all appreciate the fact that you're insane and that you need a relaxing hobby. But maybe this gardening thing is just a little too challenging at this point in your life. Have you tried Silly Putty on the comics page? <laughs> he has. He just couldn't get the egg open. <laughs> oh, well... I will be sending you a bill for the damage. And if you do not pay, I will sue you for everything you've got. And that includes my garbage cans. <laughs> now, Marcy's character, uh, uh, the, the character was much more prevalent in this episode than, the you know. But I do love how um, in between all of the chaos with the, you know, the hose and the, and the blowing up of her house and all of that. They still, they still got in the the uh, Marcy single jokes. <laughs> yeah, I I loved it. They're yeah. forcing that plot point pretty hard. Yeah, uh, I I just found Marcy's whole thing so subdued. It was interesting though because it's almost like everybody just was going along with this ride of Al, sort of like Marge Simpson does with Homer, you know. Mm -hmm. The crazy things that she, he does, and she's like, oh, Homer. You know, like, you know, that kind of thing. But it was, like, different. Right. Like, M Marcy doesn't have this urgency. She just hits out with a newspaper, yells at him for what he did, doesn't even run over and turn the hose off. Nothing. She just sits there and then starts talking, saying, talking about a man who wants to be spanked at 40 years old for his sins. It's like, wow, like, you, it's, again, you have to go with the vibe of, this is a cartoon. Mm -hmm. And although you would think you know her character and you think she would um, have a different reaction, you have to just go with the ride of what's what this is now. Right. And and it's not hard to do, really. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's not hard. It doesn't make it any less of an episode because she's not reacting how you, you would think after all these years. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting with like that. Hey, you know, you know what else too? Um, 
when the family was sitting there, right? They were all just sitting there ragging on Al, right? Like, they, they weren't inside watching TV. Like, no, they'd rather sit outside <laughs> with, <laughs> watch the, with watch the potential the of Al failing somehow and just, just ragging on him the entire time. But I did like that, though, because, like I said, like you said with Marcy, too, like, it's almost like, um, I don't know, just bring everybody in and, and, and just have them do what they do, um, you know, around – Al's plotline of doing the garden, and and I, and I like that in a sense because it's kind of endearing. Like like the family's not off doing their own thing. Like no, they just want to sit there with their dad and watch him fail, obviously, and laugh at him and make fun of him. But still, it's um I don't know. Well, here's the thing. I was thinking like the reason everyone and you know of course I'm alluding to the end scene with everybody. Also, mm-hmm. you all have to sort of be along for the ride for this to work. You know, so if any if anyone's being too real about it, it kind of will interfere with the outlandishness of Al's behaviors and what he's doing. And the perfect example of that is um, <laughs> the, the the upcoming scene where where um, you know he's spraying poison and they're all wearing masks. Oh, of course, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you get that rabbit yet? Are you kidding me? I must have poured a million gallons of water down that hole. I flooded the whole block and every living thing in it. Now, if that rabbit's still alive, I'm yours tonight. You know, the sad part is I I don't really want him. (laughs) But a promise is a promise. Now look what you've done! You'll be screwed the worst than me, I'm telling you! I'll get you for this! I'll make you pay for this, I'm telling you! So, Peg gets a sex point in this episode. Nice. Okay, yeah, so like Dan just said, Al shoots poison everywhere. It's just smoke everywhere in the backyard, billowing into the house. Marcy comes in with her head... She's like wearing all black, which I found striking. I never, I never saw her like that. Mm. And she comes in with her head smoking from the back. I didn't understand why that was because all she really, the revelation is that Al killed a bald eagle when he was twitching and hacking his guts up on, on her lawn in her backyard. But why is Marcy's head smoking? Is that supposed to be like he did a, a shot of poison right into her head? <laughs> I know. No, that made no sense. And and <laughs> watching this episode, they really got their money's worth with that with those smoke machines. Oh god, yeah, right. Yeah, they're like, well, we have to. We we paid, you know, three hundred fifty bucks for this thing. No, but completely unnecessary, and it made no sense. Um, with her hair smoking, I said the same thing. You know, maybe okay. I would buy it if if it was happening right as she came through the door, and then it just kind. Of, but it just kept going. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like get she was it. Talking like a minute in, and the thing was still smoking. It's still smoking. <laughs> it, it's funny you say getting their money's worth because they actually must have like held on to this whatever they have. I thought it was just dry ice or whatever, but. Um, they actually – this is the first of two episodes in a row where someone's head is smoking on this show because in the next episode, Bud gets electrocuted and he comes into the, the, the front door and he's smoking too. So <laughs> really? They, yeah, that's on the next episode. So they actually did this two times in a row. But for Bud, it makes complete sense. And for this, it's just like, okay. Right. Is he wearing the same hairpiece that she is when to cover up the smoking <laughs> mechanism right? thing? It's so weird, right? 
It's so obvious. <laughs> uh, so Al said he didn't he didn't ask for a hobby. He hates vegetables. Thank God, because now I felt better about all this. But he needs to you know eliminate stress. And this is not working out. This is the complete opposite of eliminating stress for Al. Uh, this the smoke out thing doesn't work. The rabbit's fine. So Al goes upstairs, comes back down with all the bullets across his chest and that, you know, the the strap with all the bullets in it. Comes down with a shotgun. He He's imitating Elmer Fudd uh, left, right, and center now. Like it, it, They're no longer even hinting it. They're no longer beating around the bush, yeah. Quotes them. Be very, very quiet. I'm hunting wabbits. Ha, ha, ha. Be very, very quiet. <laughs> I'm hunting wabbit. Oh boy. <laughs> Did you guys notice? I rewinded this like three times. After Al comes down the stairs, right before Kelly gets up and starts talking to Al and giving him the advice, did you look at Peg and her reaction after Al came down the stairs? No. She has this really odd look on her face, like totally stone-faced serious, (laughs) blinking weird, looking around, right before the camera pans away from her and the table and goes to Kelly talking to Al. Peg looks at the camera for like two seconds. (laughs) Really? She looks right at the camera as if when he started moving to go over to Kelly, like it's okay to look at what's happening Ah. Of the scene. Like, she knew she wasn't in the scene. So you think it was a uh, little flub? I don't know. She's very odd. But her whole... Look at her whole face expression. The way she's blinking. The way she's, she's like, stone face, And then the way she looks at the camera. It's, like, really odd. It's very strange. But I, I got a question for you, though. When you see stuff like that, isn't it... Is it, like... Does it detract from the episode? Or cause, Okay, that's assuming that it is, like, a little mess up. You know what I mean? Like, let, let's just say that she she didn't think that she was on camera. Um, do you enjoy that stuff? Or are you, like, oh, like, that's... Like, especially in a show like this, like, I like it. No, it's like an Easter egg to me. Right, exactly. Yeah, I never... I never think of it as a bad thing. Um, I'd probably think differently if it was like a real movie, like you know, like oh yeah, well you would expect them to, right? Yeah. But you know, yeah. So Kelly goes into the most amazing thing in the world. Daddy, let me give you some advice. Um, I've been watching these television shows about rabbits. Don't put the barrel of the gun down the hole, because what they do is they'll tie it in a knot so that it explodes in your face. Or sometimes what they'll do is they'll make it really long and curved so that it comes up from a hole behind you and you shoot yourself in the butt. To be forewarned is to have four arms. (laughs) How amazing was that, dude? Did that not bring back so many memories of Saturday morning cartoons? Oh, for, for you? sure. Yeah, without a doubt. Loved it. That was amazing. That was so great. And having Kelly do that was just that is it's the epitome of her character. Yep. Yep. And, and like I said, like um, stuff like that. You know, they can talk about the cartoonish aspect. They can they can even do it, but the dialogue still stays grounded, and and it's just a perfect balance. 
Yeah, like Jamie, did you think it was a good balance because it's cartoonish yet it's not at all out of what Kelly would normally say? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I yeah, it's perfectly what Kelly would normally say. Yeah, so they were able to go to this place but still keep it a very within a, this... it's a total Kellyism. Yeah. It's almost like the Bundys and then apply it to that as opposed to having that be the show. Does that make any sense? Because it's like as long as you have the core um, spirit behind everything, you can veer off and do whatever you want. You can get really serious. You can uh, even even look at the um, even look at the uh, unnatural episode, that end scene, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. You can go that serious and you can go this crazy and it still both works. It, it all works because it's all about the characters. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's sitcom and it's dialogue, you know? So I like how those aspects are always, are, are never, um, are never messed with. But then you can go off and you can have aliens come in and then the next week you can, you know, be trying to kill a bunny and, and have it as cartoonish and outlandish as possible. But, and and this is a perfect example uh, to do with the end of this episode too, like you said earlier, where you can go as crazy as you want and then you can dial it right back in like nothing even happened, you know? Mm-hmm. It's really an interesting, amazing show that way. That... That's a total plus. Yeah. You know? Like, when you have that much canvas to play with. Right. You know? I, I, I forgot to say, too, in the beginning of this episode, uh, when Bud is doing that whole thing, like the posing in the mirror and kissing his biceps, that will actually be used as his uh, opener for season six. Remember nice. that? Nice. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I did recognize that. And oh, wow. I didn't pick up yeah, on that. Yeah, we see it so much. Yeah, and I didn't even realize that's that. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Webber. <laughs> Come and get a tasty Kevin. <laughs> well, at least he didn't shoot himself in the foot. <laughs> Give him a minute. <laughs> With the bullets that were around him and that gun, uh, he, we'd be going to the hospital. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and Al would have to look for his toes in the bushes or something and, and try to get him reattached. That thing would because... blow off his whole foot. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's so gross. And what it made me think of, I was just watching that because it's, you know, hol- it's October, so I'm watching a horror movie every single day. Me too. The one I just watched last night was the Fly remake with uh, oh. Goldblum or whatever his name is. Yep. You remember the part where the fly throws up on the guy's ankle? <laughs> yep. Oh, God. <laughs> What's he doing now? Well, he's got the flamethrower. <laughs> he's aiming it at the hole. He shoots. <laughs> and misses. Garden on fire? Yep. <laughs> and so is Mrs. Rhodes' fence. <laughs> Whoa, look at her big tree go. (laughs) Well, at least he didn't shoot himself in the foot. Give him a minute. (laughs) Where would Al get a flamethrower? Just saying. Oh, my God. 
No, like seriously, like we all know that they're hurting for cash. Like it's not like he has a, uh, you know, <laughs> crazy income. Like you know, yeah. But somehow he gets anything he wants whenever something comes up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and and also too, I, I want to go back to the fact that like just just the simple fact that Al just figured like, oh, I'll take up a hobby to get rid of my stress, as opposed right. to just leaving his house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? He knows the source of his stress. And you know it's funny, his new hobby, you know what it's going to be, right? What's that? It's, it's going to be hanging out here with us, man. Exactly. Yeah, because uh, the nudie bar is where it's at. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, we, we, we glossed over, though. One of the best lines of the episode is when after he shoots all the poison, he says to the family, take your masks off. Well, not you, Peg. Yours wasn't working anyway. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that's what it's about, though. You know, like that setup uh, would never really work on any other show, but they go so off with it that, yeah, and he just brings it right back to <laughs> rag it up. Yeah. That is amazing. <laughs> oh, God, you gotta love that. Mm-hmm. So uh, Al fills this gigantic fake carrot with TNT. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, in this scene when he's doing this, does is Kelly not the hottest chick on the planet? <laughs> Did you see what she was wearing or not wearing? But man, she was so hot. Then she even looked good when she had that that like construction hat on. Yep, yep. We, we've talked about those hats before, Alex. Remember? Yeah, I try not to think about those. Them. Are the worst things ever. I wear them every day. How do they stay on your head? I just, I still don't get it. Oh, because there's like a, a a thing on the inside that you twist and it tightens around your actual head. Yeah, right? no, but like, I don't know, for some reason, like maybe it's because I'm bald, but it just never stays on. Uh, <laughs> well, now my hair is pretty long. It's it's the longest it's ever been since I've been wearing these things. And it's it actually does not, it's not helping. <laughs> when you have six and a half inches of hair sticking out of these things, it's not a, it's not a good thing. <laughs> Oh, and Alex, uh, didn't you just recently um, meet a former guest star? Oh, yeah, Heather McCoy, man. Uh, yeah, I mentioned it on the last show. Yes. And uh, wow, it was so amazing because, you know, that episode where she is tied to the locker in Bud's school, yep. uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Yep. Amazing, man. So I, yeah, I, I talked to her and I was like a foot away from her and I was looking her right in the eyes. And it was amazing. And there's a picture of me and her <laughs> gazing at each other, it looks like. Well, is, no. she, is she just as beautiful in person? Oh, Jamie, I thought that when I when I saw her, I would see like all these real life flaws, which you normally, you know, she is like in her 40s. I think she was born in 74. Five, if I'm right. Yeah, I mean, she's just a little bit barely younger than me. I mean, she looks like she could still be 33. <laughs> I think she's like 43, too. Like, it's, she looks 10 years younger than she really... And she didn't have any flaws on her. It was really, like, stunning to look at. But, yeah, we just... We shared this moment. We were talking. I just was, like, lost in her eyes. And I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm looking at... Tiffany Amber Thiessen talking to her right now. How did how, how did your wife feel about that? Oh, uh, well, she in that picture it looks like she wanted to kill us. You but you don't even understand. We laughed for about ten minutes straight at that picture. <laughs> we, we zoomed in and just went back <laughs> from Tiffany to Tiffany. <laughs> well, and then she made the comment about how you know when you find out that you're really just you've been a stand-in all these years because your husband was in love with another Tiffany. Yeah. <laughs> 
literally the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, all I really talked to her about was um, Tiffany showed her the picture of me and her dressed up as Zach and Kelly last Halloween. Yeah. And uh, and then I said, well, I loved you from that, obviously, when I was really young. But the thing that is everything to me, the depths you brought to the character of Valerie Malone was just something I will never forget. And then she just like, she looked like she was so happy to hear that. She was like, wow, thank you so much. Like, thank you so much. Wow. Because like, you know, when they put all this hard work into these characters people don't even mention anything about it and they're like god i thought i really did a good job and nobody even says anything so and she probably always hears about kelly kapowski so i had to bring up that valerie malone is the, like the greatest thing in the world yes oh that's crazy oh uh, yeah and she was like so happy and like genuinely glad to hear that and like was so appreciative and that's when that picture of me and her gazing into each other's eyes that's what i was saying <laughs> <laughs> so yeah oh. that was great Hey guys, my name is Wazell. And my name is Dave Z. We're two of the hosts of the Banana Laser Horror Podcast. Yep, we're big fans of the Married with Children show and the Married with Children podcast. Our show is all about blending humor similar to that podcast with horror films. If that sounds like you as well, we've got a series for you. It's Banana Laser's Halloween Retrospective. Wazell and myself did an extensive breakdown of the entire Halloween film franchise. From John Carpenter's original all the way to the Rob Zombie duology. Take a listen. Plus, Al guest stars on the series as well as co-produced it. We had great fun doing this series and think you'll have just as much fun too. So make October last forever by heading to our YouTube channel, Banana Laser Show, and click the Halloween retrospective playlist. Plus our podcast website, horrorfilia.com, or anywhere you can get a podcast. Just search Banana Laser. Trust us, with a name that dumb, we aren't hard to find. So happy Halloween and peel back some banana laser. What are you hunting, banana laser? Banana laser, go home! You don't know what death is. Okay. I shot him okay, six Dave, times. Okay, Dave, I think they got it. Dave, they got Check it. it out, okay, guys. thanks. Now, I put this down his little hole and I light the fuse and bye bye, rabbit. <laughs> I will be hit by bunny bits any second now. Now do you see the importance of an education, kids? Uh, Dad, before your fingers hit pay dirt, are you sure you didn't use too much dynamite? Son, if dynamite was dangerous, do you think they'd sell it to an idiot like me? Now, nothing can go wrong. I've taken every precaution. Including making sure it was nowhere near a gas line. Hit the dirt. You know, you know what's funny about that uh, line uh, delivered by Bud. I was thinking about this. What could anybody else say that? Now, Peg, she wouldn't even know what exactly. Right now, I actually think that I mean, Kelly, but that's the thing. Like, Kelly's got such a dynamic personality in terms of her being dumb as rocks most of the time and then having really smart moments. So it could be applied to her. But to give it to Bud, I guess he is probably the smartest out of all of those. Uh, all of, oh, yeah. Right. 
I mean, he's the smartest in that family, and he's not that exactly. I just thought it was weird. It was like give that line to the most knowledgeable person, and um, and that was Bud, <laughs> but by default. <laughs> I love how you pointed that out. Yeah, like think about it. That's why this episode works, right? Like because it all still works. It all still makes sense. It all still flowed like it always has. Right. The right people did the right things. Right. Ke- Kelly with the amazing. The bow tie of the shotgun, Bud knowing about gas lines, Peg just being, you know, Peg. <laughs> right? <laughs> yep. And it's funny because there was a moment where you actually see Peg trying to be nice to Al because they said to her that we have to help Daddy since he's stressed out. And this and that. And Peg actually does her part and was sort of being supportive over the garden in the beginning before the, before the rabbit showed up. Remember? Right. Yeah. No, I do remember that. Yep. Yeah. Big explosion. What do you guys think of the stock footage explosion? <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> it's like an atom bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if that was real, that I think the whole city would have been gone. <laughs> exactly. It's just re- like completely outlandish. It was like the like- end of Return of the Living Dead. Right. <laughs> Well, it's so amazing. Yeah, and they would all be dead. And there's minimal, minimal damage to the house, considering. (laughs) Yeah, apparently Marcy's roof got blown off and landed on the Bundy's house, because they have two roofs, they say. (laughs) It's such a beautiful day. I hardly miss the house at all. It was a nice explosion, wasn't it? But on the good side, the ensuing fire did dry out my living room. But the sun would have done that anyway, since I no longer have a roof. Well, that's odd. We have two. Yeah, one for each wall in my room. (laughs) That joke was so dumb. Yeah, I didn't really like that joke. No, it wasn't good. There were a couple misses, um... There were a couple big misses in this episode in terms of jokes, but it doesn't matter. Like, it's not, I don't want to focus on them, but that was so bad. Yeah, that was not a good one. No, but it was so bad that I actually did laugh because I was just like, it's so stupid. Yeah, to match the amount of walls in my bedroom. That and no, no, we have two. Like, okay. And even though, you, like you said, Marcy was subdued in a lot of ways, like she didn't react, you know. Oh, yeah. Even this. I, I also think, though, that it was um, it was because she wasn't the center of this episode. It was about Al and it was about his stress. So him and Marcy going at it. And, and this goes with what I was going to say earlier about them taking kind of a kind of a sharp turn uh, in terms of of. Um, of how the show is in ter- like being a cartoon or whatever. Yeah. And I, I I just think that it didn't call for it um necessarily. Like I feel like that's kind of their go to in a lot of ways. And it works. It definitely works and it's good to have it there. But I also think that it doesn't need to be applied to every single episode because you do need to do different things. You know, you do need to while having the same setup kind of just take different angles and have different degrees of Marcy's um, anger and have that dependent on the episode and what it calls for, you know? Because, you know, I I also feel like if they didn't go this cartoonish route, I just feel like over time it would just get stale 
Like, oh, like here's the same setup. Yeah, the same old thing. Same every time, setup, right? just different jokes. Like, okay, like I, it works for a certain amount of time. But if you're in season five, and and it's funny too because they're you know the first couple seasons into now they've really found their footing, and and it just everything seems to flow so nicely that. Um, I think it's just fun and it, and it keeps it fresh and you can always go back to that. Well, but it's, it's fun to, it's fun to go and do these episodes too. Yeah, it, it definitely, it, that's, it's just interesting how well you could digest that. Right. And, and also to, you know, I, I've noticed as compared this show to not necessarily all the other sitcoms, but certain ones where, um, it does have a fairly low amount of characters in it, right? Oh, yeah. So you got the Bundys, and then you got Marcy, and then you got either, um, you know, Steve or Jefferson, which they're not even there now either, which is why they definitely brought Marcy in. Now, this show has a lot of guest stars, for sure. Hmm. But if you look at, like, um, you know, off the top of my head, like, think of Full House, Family Matters. Like, there's a lot. I wouldn't say a lot more, but there's at least four or five more um, reoccurring characters, you know, that, that are there often. So oh, yeah. going back to what I said about just all the, you know, throw these five characters, the, these main characters that, like I said, it is it is nice that you can go different directions with them because if you're doing the same old thing, I really feel like it would get old very quickly, you know? And, and Yeah, you need this wide range. Yeah, and, and but at the same time, then when you go back to it, I think that that's when, you know, you hear the audience members really cheering for it too because it's not, it's not overplayed. Like, it's just that simple. It's not overplayed. And then when you bring it back, it's like playing the old hits, you know? Yeah, it's like doing the show. We're finding out why this show is so good instead of just always saying, oh, yeah, what a great show that was. Right. Like, you, instead of generalizing it, you could actually walk through each one of these and then really figure out how this all works so well and why. Yeah. Things that, you, that would never occur to you as a casual casual watcher. You know? Right. And, and I don't think – I feel like we could probably talk about any sitcom, but in terms of like – listen, Married with Children is just legendary. And it's like what that's why I like dissecting it though. It's like why was it so popular? And and I think that the stuff that we talk about, like we gotta be on to something here, you know? There is a because yeah. and in a lot of ways it's like it's kind of mindless entertainment, but it, in the same sense it's it's relatable to everyday stuff in a lot of ways, and it's fun to just laugh about and and it's also fun to, you know, like watch episodes where you stick dynamite in a carrot. It's just whatever. You know? <laughs> Yeah, and the ones where you're now sitting in a hole in the ground that used to be a garden. <laughs> now, that that was a weird thing because Peg says, oh, I don't miss the house at all. Did you guys think that the house would was gone for a second? I mean, and like there was just going to be pieces of it behind them or something? Like, why did she say that? Was she trying to say that the house is unlivable now due to the damage that they just have to be out there I guess right and she doesn't miss hanging out in it at all she meant right exactly yeah because there was clearly part of the house which like we said shouldn't even be there <laughs> nobody's asked me how my stress is <laughs> oh we're sorry how's your stress lint for brains <laughs> I'm mellow you know why you don't see a rabbit out here do you <laughs> sure don't honey you did real good. That's all I wanted to hear. 
What'd you guys think about how they dressed up the set where they destroyed the Bundy house? I thought it was brilliantly done, and that was a major effort for just like, you know, what, for uh, uh, five seconds of an overall shot? Yep. And then you get the zoom in then with the rabbit going onto the couch and hanging out there while they're outside in the dirt. Now, what did you guys think of the effort they made just for five seconds of filming? You know, I didn't think about it until you just said it, but yeah, that that's uh, that's admirable, and it did look great. It really did. For some reason, in my mind, I just it, it seemed longer in my head. But you're right; it was only it was only one scene of them talking, and and then cut to Bunny. So yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that's just one more example of the effort that they went through for right. this episode specifically. Mm-hmm. And you know, I feel like they do that all the time, but I think particularly with this episode, it shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I also think, too, that a lot of um, I'm sure it, this is a problem that they that they have to deal with while making shows like this is, you know, uh, where to put the money. Right. But I also do think that it does have a, a, a big impact because of like what we just said. You know, it's like yeah. it's not necessarily about like, oh, we got to we got to squeeze every every second that we can into this into these scenes with the whole like no have one scene and just you know kind of end it on top and oh wow that was cool and then end boom and it it almost like it it, it almost makes the episode seem bigger than it is right like like they could have easily just talked about the house being messed up having fake smoke coming from the house cuz we know that they had those machines <laughs> yeah well, they clearly had that um and then just have it end with the rabbit running across, going on Al's lap. Al just sitting there and just looking at giving up and just start petting the rabbit and then shrugging his shoulders like, oh, well, yep. you know, whatever. And then it says they zoom in and you get the that's Al, folks, you know, but instead they make this other complete effort. And then from there, we get to have the rabbit sitting on the couch while they're out there. So even he's in better conditions than they are Mm -hmm. at this point, or at least more comfortable. Yep. Um, So that's like the difference that an effort can make. And when I was looking at this inside of the house, I was trying to see if they really destroyed anything or they just really were smart at how to do things. And most things are just like laid down, moved, uh, cushions moved off of the other couch that's next to their TV. And then they put all this like uh, foam rippings on everything that they just laid on top of stuff so it looked like it was all damaged, but it, it really wasn't. Right. You know, like they could just take that off and be fine. Everything's fine and back to normal. It was crazy how they really made it look so well and then they could just go ahead and fix it. Right. Put it all back to normal. <laughs> yeah. I, I also think, too, um, when the scene where Marcy, you know, walks in, I think it furthers the point of um, of how you guys pin down the location of where the house is, of where Marcy's house is. Well, I'm still trying to figure out where the yard meets the garage now. Okay. Because now I'm really lost. Right. Yeah, I think it's right there. Like, like literally, it's got to be, like, literally, like, if you were to turn the camera around, it's got to be, right? But, yeah, I, I'm trying – yeah, that that's a good point. But in terms of where Marcy lives, she's always coming from that direction, so. What, uh, well, apparently, when you walk out of their backsliding doors, you go to the right to get to the bulk of the backyard. Right. That's where it's always been. That's where the Labor Day thing was when they ate Antoonie and stuff. <laughs> yep. That's where Al shot Bella. You know, all those things. That's where that all, all takes place, to the right once you leave the back patio. Yep. So, and the garage should be there, though. That's what I, 
I'm, I'm going to have to like further examine this to make sure. Yeah. Uh, not that I want to be picky or anything, but I, <laughs> I do. I always want to figure out the landscape and where Marcy's house is compared to their house. They're next door neighbors. How would her fence catch fire if they didn't live next door to each other as opposed to across the street? Exactly. No. But they always seem to look out of the front window to see things about Marcy and Steve when they were doing that. I always, I always figured it was like this. It was a situation where by looking out, you know, like out into the street, you could kind of see to the left. That's what I always – like they lived on a cul-de-sac. Cul- exactly. Or, or the house was just up further towards – near the street. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know either. But it's – I mean – Yeah, I just want to know the landscape. That's Al, folks. I was actually kind of disappointed in her delivery because she was like, that's Al, folks. And <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, oh, that could have been better. <laughs> hey, this is Aaron Duncan, and you are listening to the Married with Children podcast. There's nothing better for me than kicking back in the jiggly room with my friends Jamie, Dan, and Al while eating some weenie tots and looking at my favorite copy of Biggins. Can I get a whoa, Bundy? No, ma'am. We'll be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Be sure to subscribe to them on the Apple Podcast app and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to Channels and search up Married with Children Podcast. Now they're available on the TV Time app. Go to your app store and type in TV Time. Join their Patreon and support your favorite podcast with a small monthly donation. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now Dan, Jamie, and Alex are going to give their final thoughts on this week's episode. That's to play off one of the crappiest jokes in the episode. I know. <laughs> Yeah, we we go for the strong material here. So, <laughs> how many roofs out of five are landing on top of the Bundy house for this episode, Dan? As much as we've talked about how um, how awesome this episode is and and what they do with it, as opposed to you know, um, like we said, drawn from the well. Um, I do love these episodes. Uh, everything considered, with with all the jokes and everything. Um, I'm leaning. I'm in between a 3.5 and a four for this episode, and I think while necessary and while really fun to go these places, um, just as the like, I think it's overall good for the show. But if you want to just look at like the episode itself, I would say it's a 3.5. There were there were quite a few misses with the jokes. Um, some were really great. And and thinking about the sets and, and, and all that kind of thing, like, it, it is cool. But, like, just judging on the episode's merits, um, I'd say, I'd say yeah, a 3.5. I really did enjoy it, though. And I thought, um, I thought it was a nice, um, it was a nice segue back from the Alien episode, too. Because I, I figured, I, I honestly figured that they were going to try and go as grounded as possible after that episode. Um, and the fact that they didn't, I really enjoy, and I know we will get back there, um, you know, a lot. 
and it's just nice to um it's just nice to get something a little different and and have yeah. and have the bundies put into you know all these kind of crazy situations so yeah 3.5 i really like this episode it was good cool Jamie, how many roofs are landing on the Bundy House out of five for this episode from you? I'm going to say four. I do think it had a couple of missteps here and there, like the joke that we referred to earlier and stuff. So it didn't completely land for me, but whatever, that's okay. What I really appreciate about this episode is the links that they went to to do this homage to cartoons yeah. You know, I mean, they went all out, including the very end where Peg was like, that's Al, folks. Uh, yeah. And that look that he, he was like chewing. You could see the carrot in his mouth that was all chewed yeah, up. I mean, they they went the distance with this. And I plus we talked about the production that they put into it. I, you know, I I appreciate that. So I it's one of the goofier episodes. It doesn't really do anything to move things along as far as characters are concerned. But I mean, it's a sitcom. That's what you know, you don't really right. expect that. Um but it moved the show further. It gave you more – it gave it the show more um, more range. Well, and that's true. That is definitely true. It was just a, a goofy, fun episode that I really enjoyed. Yeah, I'm, I'm going also – I'm more maybe even 4.5 out of 5. I really enjoy this and and I do love the aspect that although it's not furthering the narrative of the characters, it, it really did push – the the range of the show and where it could go like that is pretty important i think it's almost a landmark episode just for that i mean you know we've toyed with this already with al and how to build a better mouse trap mm-hmm. and you know things like that um but this took it further than that uh way further the fact that they could do that step so far out of this comfort or, or whatever zone they created yep. and 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 tease it and then finally just go there and do it so well so it's so organic and natural and makes sense the only character that was sort of not herself was marcy right. but at the same time i kind of liked how marcy almost just s- s- has submitted herself to the idea that i'm 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 neighbors to an idiot right and this is – I live next to this idiot and this is what he does and I have to – this is what I deal with now. Yep. And uh, it is what it is and I'm just – I have I have nothing. You know, like I don't even know what to do anymore. I, this is just my life now. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Exactly. Like, yep. like that's what she's doing. She has submitted to this idea. So that's that's sort of a different thing and I liked it and I liked how much she was in this episode sadly she had the one bum joke with the hair but whatever and I think I think Marcy's probably just lonely too now like she doesn't have any friends so she's you know it's like hanging out with that friend that like not necessarily the first person that you'd call but there's nobody else around so it's like yeah you just go hang out with them and you and you deal with their uh the, those things that you don't necessarily like about them you know right but I also I, I do think, though, that um, going forward, like for the show overall, I think that it is about balance at this point because they've shown 
that because they would they just went pretty far with these two episodes um i don't i don't think i don't think like too far no no i'm just saying like you said it shows their range but i do think now it's a balancing act it's it's switching it up it's 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 bringing it's it's going back to the old stuff and you can and it and it allows you to to go crazy with future episodes and mm-hmm, yeah. and people will settle in and get the picture more and see that Okay, like you know, this is one of those episodes. Like I like, right. yeah, I yeah, like yeah. those type of episodes. You know, and and it's good, like you said. You know, it's just like uh, playing the hits. You have all those different things, and that's where the balance aspect comes in, where they could really, um, you know, spread it out and 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 have something different and and constantly fresh and and fun. Yeah, it's so, like think of that. Roseanne can't go this far. <laughs> yeah, and they they really tried to ground that. To another level, this show always had a certain humor that was so unrealistic, but so good that you didn't care. Right. Um, not them, though. Right. So now we got a much bigger landscape to play with, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. I'm, I'm really looking forward to doing more of these shows. Absolutely. Tune in next week. I could probably recite every single word of this next episode. Oh wow! Aww. So this is a go-to for you. Uh, it's just, and it's weird. It's it, there's nothing. But it's just, and it's not iconic. Yep. It's nothing like that. It's just this episode. It's called "Do You Think I'm Sexy?" Yep. Uh, obviously, that's from that song that Steve sang. Do you think I'm sexy? Yeah. Rod Stewart. Yep. Uh, Peggy becomes worried when the neighborhood women suddenly find Al irresistible. Oh. Yeah, it's just so good. I must have watched it like 40, 50 times. I don't know, but I know every word to this, so I'm looking forward to this one. Nice. <laughs> That's Al, folks. <laughs> <laughs>